Zachary. And I'm Mario. Welcome. And we're going to kind of pick back up where we left off in a previous episode going through this master plan here. Uh, Do you want to kind of just give us an overview of where we're at and what we're going to work on right now? Um, Well, last where we picked up from last time is um, and now since we're doing this, now we certainly have to release the last one. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Dare we not do this? <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to have to because we don't have any other content to talk about for an hour unless we dive into just other things. So we'll just talk about this. Yeah. I, I mean, right now we're, we're, we're still building up our content repo anyway. So if, if we really want to push the release date back like a week or so, we, could, yeah. we can. We haven't, we haven't publicly committed to anything. So yeah, so where we left off and um, I'll take it from there. We took it from essentially making a document that would encompass a process of how to process a client for, a, for an agency. So any sort of creative services, what the steps would be what steps are involved in processing a client, figuring out what they're dealing with, what they need, what they're trying to accomplish through hiring you and what services and how to structure the services that you offer from figuring out what you need to do to strategizing on how to do it properly to accomplish what their goals are. And so last where we picked up or where we're picking up from last time, we went through the pre-client diagnosis, um, which is the process of meeting with the client first, and figuring out, um, doing a first round of research to figure out what they need and just doing preliminary research and submitting a proposal. So we took it pretty much all the way up until the proposal and then ended at the beginning of the post-client win, say all things go well, the client approves of the proposal and now you're working and you're doing a deeper dive diagnosis and figuring out and really laying out the work that you're going to be doing over whatever the period of time is you're hired for. Yeah. So do we want to, we, we should pick which industry, I guess, or well, are we done are we, service? I should are say we done here. Are we done with, um, we have um, to recap it. Let me just recap really quick. The pre-client and then okay. the post-client. The pre-client yeah, covers fine. diagnosis, which is tell me about your business. What type of business? What are you hoping to accomplish? How do you define success? Where are you now compared to where you want to be? What are some of your pain points? What are your strengths? What are you doing currently? Pretty much the same questions again. Uh, then yeah. the first round of research to the proposal being submitted. And then now we're on the post-client win, which so far we have expounding upon the answers found in the initial diagnosis, which we will call ID. Methods of exploring those answers deeply, analyzing all their communication channels for quality, effectiveness, innovation, and consistency. Um, And we determined that each service that we provide is going to need to be measured against the same core concepts and answer the same questions. So now at this point, each service is going to branch out and answer every deep diving question as the next one. Each service should be structured similarly, obviously have some variables depending on the processes involved. Mm -hmm. But um, 
we're trying to structure that. What is the structure that we're going to use in every case? So if it's web design, if it's video production, photography, if it's whatever, figuring out what that process is. Yeah. And I mean, I, we, we talked about creating a mind map and I think that's something that we're definitely going to have to jump into soon, but not right away. Let's uh, continue working on this on paper for now. I think the best move here is to just go uh, service by service. So go through cinematography, photography, graphic design, web development, web design, whatever. Um, and kind of just at a very high level, paint out what the process is and then don't get into too much of detail right now because I feel like if we take this high level idea and put that into Coggle where we can turn it into a mind map, we're actually going to be able to very easily go through each process and, and based off of certain questions say, okay, well, we're asking this or we're looking for this. There's two ways this, or maybe there's three ways this could go. So I think it would be much easier to save that more intricate level of detail um, to push it off later until we actually get into that mind map. Do you agree? I agree. I mean, the thing is, is that each process can get so intricate within itself that the point of this document is really to essentially a direction, the direction. Mm -hmm. I know for me, the purpose of it would be to, I want to duplicate myself. Um, and there's too many malfunctions and cloning at the moment. So the only thing I can do is have a document that can, um, replicate my process and pretty much a tool for quality consistency and being able to, to scale, be able to take on more clients because, uh, it's not all up in my head. It's on paper, it's on record. And so we can, you know, there's always something that you can, let's say you're midway through this process. I know it happens to me if I'm doing something, I may lose track if I'm bouncing between task to task. And it's nice to know that I've checked off all these different things on my checklist. So um, with that being said, the video thing, like if we start with video production, for example, mm -hmm. I think it's most important to answer the most basic questions. So first of all, uh, do they need video production? Second of all, what do they need it for? Third of all, mm -hmm. is it for one project or do they want me to forecast what type of videos that they need? Um, distribution, scope of work, budget for scope of work, um, time frame of how long it's going to take each phase of production, how much coordination do you need to do with the company on the project? Um, Everything. I mean, storyboarding, getting your crew, yeah. getting your equipment, mapping out the dates, making sure everybody confirms for that, what tools to use when getting crews and uh, what websites you like to use for all, oh, you know what I mean? Like it can get very interesting. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, we can start with that and start with one and go from there. I think it would. I think it would be very good to just start with one, and because I mean, I, some of the processes here, some of the questions and things that we're going to be looking for, are going to be the same across these different services that we provide. So, I think video production would probably be a good one to start out at because it's not it's not the easiest, but it's also not the most complicated. 
So it's, it's just kind of in the middle of the road. So let's start there. Um, and then to kind of just revisit a few of the things you pointed out, one one question that I don't know if we'd really want to get into and ask, I mean, that might be more of like a, you know, case by case basis is asking them what their budget is, because I don't want to get into a situation where we're limiting ourselves. And some clients you can totally ask others. I think it's best to understand what their requirements are, what they want, and then just come back to them with like, this is, this is what it's going to take to do what you want. Most clients, and you can ask it up front, it's always what I find. You want to do it in a roundabout way, though. You don't want to just straight up say, what's your budget? Not in the beginning, but I mean, what I find is that it's always like a Western shootout whenever you get into money conversations with a client because one side is waiting for the other side to speak first on what they're looking for. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, the person who's selling the service I find that the reason they ask the question is so they, they know where to start pretty much. Or if this person's even in their ballpark, you know, um, yeah. you could, find, you could, but usually, you know, usually, yeah, you, you typically, I would know. say like most of the time, you know, which clients are going to be in the ballpark you want to be in. And then other times, you know, like, let's say you want to charge, you know, you have a two minute commercial and you want to charge, um, it depends what the company is, but let's say you're going to charge 10 grand for it you know who's going to come up to you and be like, I can pay that. And also you have to have common sense. If it's a small business, you know, it's not going to have the same part of their, their budget is just not going to extend to that amount for something that's not going to give them the benefit of that investment. So it, ha- it has yeah. to be worth it for the scope of the company. Um, it, it all depends who it is, but obviously the price your price is going to dictate who you attract at times. I agree. Uh, I mean, I think with this whole round of diagnosis and, you know, digging into the company and asking questions, it would be very easy to, to, there's other methods of figuring out what their potential budget could be. Like if you're talking to them and they're coming to you because they want a video. Okay. Well, if you're talking about the video, I mean, you can always get into, okay, well, well, what benefit, well, like, what do you expect to gain from this video? Um, and a lot of times that can be, you know, around money. Like we, we expect to increase, like increase our revenue. If you want to talk about that. Um, and based on how much they expect that to increase revenue, that could also kind of give you an indicator about what their budget is or, or what they're looking to spend. Yeah. And let me, and let me preface this by being really real. Um, we're professionals in this, but I mean, I took my company full time in February, so my experience is limited as far as when it comes to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vetting all of these processes. I know it works for me. All of this has worked for me, but um, yeah. with each different client that comes along, you just gain something new. You learn something new. You figure out uh, something new that works about it. So part of this making this document, this master plan, whatever we call it, is to constantly test this against real world experience because I mean we're not 20 year veterans in it, but this has worked so far. And you know, we're not reinventing the wheel here. But Yeah. Nor nor are we writing the the Bible for no, this. No, this will, I feel a, like this will be a forever changing it's a doc, document a and process. Doc, and hopefully we're right on some of these things so that when we're at a 
we're 50 years old, we're noticing we're just changing little details, not big things. But as far as I know, we took a major tangent asking the client what their budget is. You can do it. I've found every time I ask, most of the time, if it's depending on who it is, they won't literally tell you. They'll just be like, oh, just tell me what it's in the tank. They want to see who moves first. It's the game of chicken. And so, yeah. but you know, in that game of chicken, you don't want to be the one who is thinking too much about what the client can do. You just do what's fair, what it's worth, and the rest sorts itself out. So, but yeah, you got to get that out in the open immediately. Like I know we did the pre-client stuff and we said, submit the proposal. Obviously when you do the, um, the diagnosis, you, you're figuring out what they need. There's going to be another round of figuring out what the scope of work that they need is. So like, let's say you do the research and you figure out, okay, they need a website. They definitely need some video content. And then you figure out from there, okay, what do they need on the website? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that's going to be this. Okay. What do they need in the video? Okay. That's going to be this price. So the budget's going to be based on what they need. And then in other cases, when it comes to things like um, monthly management, that's where you can come in with like a retainer price of, you know, what is your monthly service fee just to stay on staff and to be on call to, to, to work constantly. You know? Yeah. And I mean, obviously you need to, to paint out what that cost is actually going to cover. Cause it's not going to be, you know, the, the full, the full suite of people where you've got a cinematographer, edi editor, audio engineer, all on hand at all times. It, it may be, um, I, I don't know. You, you might, you might be able to have a couple people, but they may not need everyone. So Zach, all right. What is th yes. the first step in figuring out, uh, you have a client. What do you do? planning for a video production how are you assessing it the situation i mean if someone's coming to me and they want a video i mean my first question of them is going to be what kind of video do you want honestly uh, i mean do you are you looking for uh, an advertisement are you looking for um i don't just like a internal video Actually, that that's probably a good spot. A good spot to start. Are you looking for something for internal use, or is this going to be you know distributed publicly? Yeah, it's probably the best question to start with. What is the what is it for? Internal or 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 even who's the who's the audience? I mean, that might be a more of a what? Just like a, a little note to put. And who is it for? There you go. There you go. Okay. You got that extra little H in there. What? What? I hate that. <laughs> the, the Jewish H? <sighs> is it Jewish? Is it Arab? I, I, have, I have no idea. I, I had a uh, English teacher once, and it's just like every every oh, word with an H in it, or, or, or with a H in it, it would always be what, who, when. I was just like, shut up. I don't think that's, I don't think that's cultural. Um, no. video production. All right. What and who is it for? What type of content do you want? Right. Or we determine the type of content that you want based on what and who 
It's four. <laughs> well, I mean, I think what is it for? Who is it for? We'll probably be able to derive what type of video is going to work well for that. Um, I think we would we would probably want to know, you know, what the distribution is going to be. Is this going to be something that is going to be put on a website? Is this something that's going to be run as advertisements well, on a TV network? Well, on let's, a let's be let's use common sense. Nowadays, mm-hmm. mm, online is almost certainly checkpoint. I mean, checkpoint, check, check, whatever. I know what you mean. <laughs> Online is certainly social media is a given. So how about this? Yeah. It's almost certainly going to be online. If they're not online, then I mean, then we should be fired for not telling them you need to put this online. Um, because let's be real. Nobody watches ads on TV like that anymore. I mean, as it is, it's hard enough to get somebody to watch five seconds on a YouTube ad. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it just depends on what kind of, client there okay, so all right, all right, so, so we'll say that that's up to right, our judgment right. i mean local pharmaceutical company absolutely you put it you run it on daytime tv and in my if since <laughs> we're in south florida you run it daytime tv in the elderly areas put it in hialeah yeah. you put it in spanish you put it in aventura you put it in english you know get the spanish folks watching it they'll buy it yeah what type of distribution <laughs> so what type of distribution okay, so. we'll keep it there all right uh, so online, what is it, let's, it let's for? separate it online Okay. The radio. Well, radio wouldn't be video. Yeah, but half the time I've heard commercials on radio that are actual, just it's audio stripped from video. Geico, Geico okay. does it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, yeah, now that I think about it, I have heard a few of them. I don't listen to the radio that much, man. I, I ever, ever since I got Apple music actually you know what when i bought my car my radio didn't work i canceled apple music. well my speaker my speaker was blown so i just i just pulled it out and didn't listen to radio for like three years but i'm a sports radio junkie anyways you know i like talk radio i don't listen to music radio i listen to am no, I mean, am yeah. radio i'm a true i'm a true radio savant no not really <laughs> but um there's pretty much two stations that i listen to down here and it's you know Dan Levitard is pretty much a given. If he's on, I'm listening to it. But um, yeah, that's about it. It's pretty much Dan Levitard and Rush Limbaugh. That's about it. <laughs> nice. I'm going to alienate some portions of the audience with that one. Probably. Yeah, I don't care. Anyways. Yes. Okay. So we, we've covered what it is, who it's for, what type of distri- distribution. What type uh, of... I mean, another... What type of... No, we already know what is it for. So, but what type, what is it for? If it's training, then we know it's a training video. But pretty much number one parses what kind of content it is. Yeah. Content and who the audience is. Exactly. I mean, one, one thing to keep in mind with video. What? It, you- it could be something that you need a cinematographer for, but it, it could just it could just simply just be something you need um an, an animation well yeah you figure that out on the what and who you know it, yeah yeah you figure that all of that out in that question that question is deeper than it looks 
at least. No, uh, I know that there's definitely going to be a big my, spider there once we get to My that. mind is already racing after one. That's where the ideas start. The moment they say, yeah, it's a training video. Oh, it's a documentary. Oh, it's an interview. Oh, yeah, your mind starts racing. It's a, an explainer video. Oh, and then the people start mm-hmm. coming to mind. Oh, I should use him. I should use her. You know, whatever. What do you yeah. want to do? What do you want to communicate? That's a good one. Through this. You want to communicate. How about that? Yeah. We know it's a video. What result would you consider success? How do I phrase that question that I'm trying to get here? What is the barometer that we're measuring up against here? What is the effect that we need this video to have? What is the well, I mean, effect? You could just keep it simple. Or, or how do we define success? I mean, we've kind of already covered that in the you know, pre-diagnosis or pre-client win. Is that the same piece? Is that the same question? It's, it's as, basically the same question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that the same question re-worded. as what is the purpose of this video? No. Because sometimes it's... No, it's, it's not. To educate, to entertain, to inform, or well, educate is inform, but not necessarily. Educate could be a training process or it could be a commercial to inform you that my company exists. Yeah, I think I think what is the purpose of this video and what do you want to communicate kind of go hand in hand. Um, although they the, the responses could differ a little bit, so yeah. maybe what is the purpose of the video and then what is what do you want to communicate? The what is the effect that? Hold on, what is the effect that we need this video to have on the audience? Again, though, I, I do think that's, that is basically how do we define success reworded. This one of those that you leave in the process so that you can hammer home the answer from number three across the board on four and five. What do you mean? So what do you want to communicate through this video? Sometimes like when what you ask a the, question, sometimes yeah. when you ask a question to somebody, you ask them a follow-up questions that are similar so that they can think through about what they just said. And then they can really figure out what they meant it or they want to, you know, the ideas start to come. That I got you. Yeah, I got you. I mean, whenever I'm, I'm asking people questions, I always, well, I'm not going to say I always, a lot of the times I ask the same question in different ways to, to see if, if they're consistent with it, if they're, if their answer ever changes. Yeah. Um, and with that, I mean, we, we've already had some redundant questions in here, but I, I'm okay with there being some redundancy. Making a note that three, four, and five are similar in nature, but can measure whether or how clear the client is on their vision. Right? I've had, you know, I've yeah. worked with people who are clear on what they want to have done. And I've worked with people who change their mind. Have no and it's clue. Not their, it's like literally, it's not their fault. It's that they just, they forget what they said. And that, that's as simple as it is. Sometimes they just forget what they said. I've worked with people who are like, I never said that. When did we agree on that? And they're like, Ugh. I've had that happen so many times. <laughs> so I, I just wish I could have like a recording yeah camera on my face at all times <laughs> with a microphone with a microphone just to see yeah it's gotta have a microphone. your reactions to it 
it's not even to see my reactions just just so anytime someone comes back they're like we never agreed on that I could just be like actually we did or you did <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 tell us who i'm just <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not telling you who <laughs> oh man that would that would put me in some trouble at work or in your in your personal life <laughs> no, pretty much just that weird. No, no, no. I don't think I've run into that honestly that much in in my personal life. Oh, Michaela listens to this, then over for you. <laughs> <laughs> if she listens to it, that's true. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't watch my YouTube videos. Well, she used. She used to, but <laughs> like t- two minutes of it, really, and they're like an hour long. So, oh, God. whatever. <laughs> oh it's all good yeah but she lets you do things like this so that's cool yeah i've thought about that like it <laughs> i don't know it'll be not good. <laughs> not about i haven't thought about <laughs> youtube i'm thinking of a <laughs> some past relationship <laughs> <I've been in. laughs> what if if uh if she would uh let you record a podcast or do something else we talk no, about just you know, there has to be some sort of element where they're adding to the inspiration of the work. Like if they're just like oblivious to what I do, I don't think I'd be able to handle that. It would just be one of those things where I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? Like imagine, like I, I write, imagine like yeah. I'm writing a story and she's like, well, why did you do that? What's the point of that? I don't see what, the, why can't they just say this? Yeah. I mean like, <laughs> hmm. hmm. You know, if it's not like substance, if it's not, um, you know, <laughs> if they don't see like kind of like the intricacies of, you know, the artistic side and uh, understanding like yeah. different things like that. And it's just like, I don't understand. He likes her. She likes him. Why don't they just get together? Why does it take 300 pages for this to resolve? I'm just like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Nah, Kayla's Kayla's not bad. She she pays attention to a lot of the work that I do, and every now and then I try and get her opinion on stuff to, you know, see see what she thinks, and also kind of get an exterior opinion on whatever I'm doing. <laughs> so it works out pretty well. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the stories I can say now. <laughs> Thanks. I've had some suggestions in the past about my oh some suggestions. Yeah. But you know me. That could be that could be a whole it's terrible. It's terrible. Series of podcasts on their own. Terrible. It's not that terrible, but it's it, my responses to them have not been great. But uh, <laughs> anyways, do you do you get do you get offended when someone uh no I don't get something that may or may not have a no I don't get suggest I don't get offended over that I just pick it apart. I just pick it apart verbally. I just pick it apart. I just think about. I just break it. Literally, pick apart their entire way of thinking. I'm just like, hmm. but why? Explain to me logically why that why that opinion makes sense. Pretty much, that's what I do. Yeah, I I do that a lot. Sometimes not like you know, could be a little nicer. It all it I, I it's very depends, difficult it to ask that question and and to try and get someone to think differently without sounding condescending. It's, it's very difficult. I feel like, I if, feel if like they can't take it. I feel it like you start. have a hard time with that a lot. 
just with with uh, some people I've uh, I've dealt with in work. No, for for me, it's um, I don't mind. How about this? And I've given mm-hmm. this advice, and I've taken, I've had to learn this advice. You have to value only so many people's opinions of your work, man. I mean, dude, if you're good at something and you know you're good at something, half the time, like you're asking somebody just for kind of affirmation on what you already know. So it's kind of like, you can, like, I'll give a few people a look at something I'm working on. But if I give it to somebody, if I give it to Joe Blow, Joe Blow looks at it and he's like, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of the pacing of this story. First of all, that sentence is never going to come out of Joe Blow's mouth. Second, <laughs> secondly, I don't really care. I mean, Joe could tell me this story sucks, man. It's super it's boring. The worst thing he's ever read. I have a joke like that. I do like some some filtering on on taste, like TV taste, depending on what somebody likes. Mm-hmm. If somebody right off the bat tells me that they don't like Mad Men, like if if somebody <laughs> straight up tells me like. I just can't watch Mad Men. It's so slow, boring. Off the bat, right off the cuff, I'm like, I'm nuts. It's not that I don't like them as a person. It's like, I'm not going to trust your opinion of my story. Well, yeah. Yeah. If you don't like, Mad Men is a bit of an extreme case of the filter, of the social filtering. If you don't, if you don't like Breaking Bad, if you don't like Breaking Bad, we may not be, be, be able to be friends. Like, straight up like if you <sighs> if you don't think i look like aaron paul i'm sorry we, we, can, we can't go yeah, on yeah that's the that's the third social filtering <laughs> if you don't think that i'm bradley cooper's doppelganger we can't be... <laughs> no, i'm just kidding no this... so am i although i have gotten that quite bradley a lot cooper no no aaron paul i was gonna say eminem I mean, I've never gotten no, I'm Eminem. All right, so I didn't think so. All right, moving on. All right, that was a good tangent. Oh wait, you know there was something. There was something I wanted to to say that you were talking about valuing people's opinions. I I feel like there's really only two people's or two types of people's opinions. I guess that's worded correctly. That you should really. Uh, value so i mean if it's if it's a close friend that knows you very well oh yeah you almost choked over there yeah if it's someone who knows you very well i mean they could be a good barometer to to bounce ideas off of um because it it, it's it is just an external view the other one that i would say is i would honestly whenever i'm working i don't really care about anyone's opinion like unless it's someone who's uh, paying me or somebody I'm working with. But uh, aside from that, uh, the only person I would value their opinion is somebody else that I admire. So if I like your work and I want to show you something, then I'll, I'll value what you say. Yeah. But if, if I don't even like your work, like I'm not going to value what you say. Hey, look, as Lil Wayne says, this is my, this is my motto. <laughs> I don't even know what you're gonna say. As Lil Wayne says, "Only God can judge me." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. For all those who heard that and didn't know that was that was a lighter, I should have just left it at that. Yeah, Mario's just lighting up a blunt right now. 
No, no, you're not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's getting cut from the podcast. If I just said, Lil Wayne once said, I don't know if that caught up on the mic, but that would be funny. It would be funny. <clears throat> All right, moving on here. Number six. All right, then. This video All right, entertain so. to educate. Okay, how about this now? Let's move on because I can't think of anything else, but what is the scope? What is the production scope of the video? How can we simplify that question? Not for us, but for the client. Oh, yeah. This is, I'm not saying it like that. <laughs> I was, was going <laughs> to say, I I'm mean, not reading this off a of paper when I go in there. Well, I know you're not going to read it off a of paper. <laughs> like, I would just on. rather get it, get it out of the way now. <laughs> hey, John, uh, next question is, what is what the, is the production scope? What is this word? Um, no. What is the scope of the project? Hey, that's not a question they need to answer. That's a question yeah. I need to that I need to figure out. That's not a question they need to know. If they if yeah. they tell me they want to do three locations, I already know there's three locations now. The scope of this project just got hella big. If we got to do three locations, yeah. you know, like it's just yeah. That's that's more of an internal question that you need to answer. So this is not only client question. This is I need to answer this because this in part will determine the budget that I need to plan for. But for yeah. Zach, I'll put internal question. In case he gets in case he gets confused yeah, come with on. the client. He's <laughs> <laughs> such a douche. <laughs> No, I think I think this whole document should be half the time as I'm writing this and reading this. I'm like figuring out what the actual thing is. I didn't know that was internal question until I read it again. But it really is. That's what I it would be an internal. It's usually an internal question. I would think about this whole document as a list of as a process, as well as a list of things that we need to know. Not necessarily that we need to ask, but things we need to know. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay, good, good. All right. I see you cheesing over there. <laughs> All right, so what is the production scope of the video? We need to know that. Go for uh, some I mean, I would... Go ahead. It could go for some cheese. Yeah, bro, always. I had some cheese on an egg today. That sounds unappetizing the way you just said it. <laughs> no, nah, it was breakfast for dinner. I had some. I had, a che- I had some cheese on an egg with grits and some bacon. That is, it's a fire that is a country. That is a country ass dinner right there. Whatever. It is, but it, it is extremely good. All right. Okay, so I mean, I think at this point, we we know we're gonna kind of have a whole spider web of things around question number one, the of what and who is it for. I think we might want to just understand what t- well, yeah, what type of video it is. I mean. We we need to know some things that are going to help us plan this out. You know, first of all, is it, uh, do we need to write a, I mean, I feel like most of the time yeah, we're going to need to write a script I'm or something. With you. I'm going to have to put six as, as just a massive question because you can answer pretty much every question with six. What is the production yeah. scope of this video? From there, you can figure out 
um, everything you need. Exactly. Well, so I mean, like, is it an animated video? Is, is it going to, are we going to need like cinematographers? Are we going to need an, uh, a drone pilot, which, uh, I mean, would be pretty awesome. Um, I mean, those are just some basics. I'm just typing some stuff up here. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm re-asking after, after that, what type of video. So how much... Yeah. in my head it makes sense up there i swear doc um <laughs> needs to be captured that is not the first question but it is one of the questions no. that's happening all at once i see like is this is this document going to be dummy proof or like let's not do the dummy proof document what type of video yeah, tells not me right now how much i need to capture if it's a yeah. completely animated video if it's you know it, Think about think about it's it this endless, way, bro. That's the problem with if this. you're coming out of the conversation and you don't know the answer to what type of video this is, you haven't asked enough questions. No, so let's just take it with not, that approach that's for not now. True. Sometimes you leave a, a meeting and you ask all the right questions. The person just doesn't know what they want. No, no, I, di I didn't say you didn't ask the right questions. You're right. You're right. You just haven't asked enough. I mean, but. I'm not I'm not talking about if you have to cut a meeting shorter if you've got to have like a second meeting to finish it but the idea here is understanding what type of video it is that's all I'm getting at yeah no I agree okay so after so, go yeah do you want to continue on video production or do you want to jump to something else? Because if we continue on video production, I think we're just really going to keep going down different paths. Score. Script, voiceover, drone. How much of a crew? So these are the questions that make up what type of video it is. Or no, what the production of the scope is. Yeah, I put what type of video, script. Locations, equipment Voiceover, needed. drone, how big of a crew, music, locations, equipment needed. Languages. That, yeah, that's a good. Uh, we've had some multi close, multilingual yeah. projects. Post captioning. Um, how many videos? Let me put that under A. Yeah, quantity. Um, actors. <sighs> Animation needed. Graphics needed. Stock footage. I mean, if you really wanted to put more on the list, you could do sound engineering. I mean, that could cover things like Foley. Sound needs. Have a video. How many videos? Oh, God. What is the tone of the video? Do, do, uh, because, you know, if it needs to be something dark, you got to do something. What is S? Video or videos. Mm -hmm. Just to simplify. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Total budget cost with safety. With safety um, budget. 
But I, I don't mean safety as in your personal well-being. I mean safety as in, oh, crap. Making sure you... We need, <laughs> we need a zoom lens for this camera. Or, or, or a camera breaks oh, and you got to rent. My DP wants a on-camera monitor. It's going to cost me $150 for... Oh, that, that reminds me. Some some clients uh, actually want to have their work or whatever we do filmed on specific equipment. Equipment. So, I mean, that could be another thing like equipment requirements. Ooh, do you on, want us to shoot on. on a Red Epic weapon? Hold on, hold on. Red, well, well that's, look, 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 that's a question of also what your practices are. Nowadays, I mean, I deliver everything in 4K at this point. I haven't had a client yet come to me and be like, we needed an 8K. But I'm sure there's clients out there. That will no, but there, there's clients that will want something specific, filmed on a red. Really, specifically, to say they'll say that. We've, I haven't run into I've, it. I, yeah, I've seen it. Have you experienced I'm it? totally serious. Yes. Ooh. I've experienced it with... Uh, like what type of person? What, what's what was name? the thing? It wasn't a corporate gig. It was more of a... Um, it was more of a creative video i mean did the guy pay sure like like a kind of like did he pay i didn't shoot it no did he get it done yeah is this a star wars thing no it's not the star oh, wars okay. thing <laughs> why are you always bring out the star wars because <laughs> i would have laughed i would have laughed so hard into this mic if they needed if they <laughs> no, wanted it was, it was not for the, that thing <laughs> no it was not the star wars thing <laughs> no, bad. i have not had somebody come up to me and and say, hey, we want this on a red. Most clients I get don't know what the heck a red is. I mean... No, mo- most don't. And for those who are listening to this and have no idea what a red is, it is a very top-tier, expensive dog-leash. <laughs> dog-leash. No, no, it's a, it's a camera. Yeah. Lost it. You know... One thing I would want to shoot on, aside from a red, I'd want to shoot on an Ari Alexa one day. That would be nice. Ari Alexa? Yeah. It's also another very expensive camera. Total budget cost with safety. Do we want to like put the steps of the process of, budgeting? of writing the script, budgeting, planning, well, scheduling? Same thing as planning. Uh, oh, yeah. Production schedule. Yeah. Let's just make that one big item. Uh, Put that down. Production and budget schedule or planning. Do that. Uh, it's two. I'll, I'll do that. Create production schedule. Create total budget. Well, that's more of a, that's not a question. That's a do it kind of thing. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. The exclamation point. Um, yeah. That's not an exclamation point. I know I took Period. I took off the exclamation Doing. point. It was a little bit too aggressive. Um, <laughs> okay, fine. I tend to keep things on separate letters just because it makes me feel like I did more. Then <laughs> you really did. Those- I mean you're really shortchanging yourself if you put that on the same sentence. It's a hell of a process. Doing up. Well, and it makes it way harder to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the for those who can't see, we're uh, on a document. It's a nested list. Mm-hmm. 
So we're we're up to we're up to we just we're finished up to S. S. What letter is that in the alphabet? I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. It's it's it's, it's, it's something after five. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not counting that. All right. Um, do we need to go in, into any detail with the you know production scheduling, or is that something that we'll just I mean deal with at the time i don't even know if we need to go into detail about it here it's not really a i mean it's one of those things where you, you process. need to know how many days and nights necessary how many yeah all, but we kind how, of how, we kind of cover that how many people who's necessary when and where that kind of thing. What are you about to type here? Oh yeah, editors. Yeah, you gotta edit. You gotta send the um, footage out every night, if possible. Oh my good. Unless your editor set up a really shoddy uh, cloud system that uploads 4K <laughs> footage at uh, one megabyte per Shut thirty up. seconds. Hey, it works beautifully locally. Okay. <laughs> I was not ex- expecting that that crazy <laughs> bandwidth issue. So, uh, and it, although I did have somebody reach out to me, well, I mean, by now it's it's been a f- quite a few months, but they, about uh, building a custom NAS with you know interchangeable hardware, which I might actually do because it's not that expensive, and it would be much faster. The 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 biggest issue is just going to be the the local hold on, hold on. bandwidth you're here. You're doing it for them as a job, or you're doing it for yourself? No, 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 no. They for myself, but it's a actually a network admin. I think it was a network admin reached out to me on Twitter, um, and I don't know. We just got to talking, and I was like, okay, well, because I, I don't know. I think I made a video or said something about it on Twitter with the NAS, and he was like, hey, well, I mean, you could do this, and it would you you could uh make it much more scalable, very cost effective, and it would be much more performant. I was like, okay, well, what kind of hardware would you suggest? And he literally gave me like a whole build. So it's in my Twitter messages. I might do it at some point. You know, you know we're nerds when it's like, you know, we were talking and one thing led to another and he showed me his NAS. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone that's not a nerd hears that out of context, I'm going to be in some trouble. <laughs> Things started getting really serious, and uh, one day she just things went to a place I wasn't expecting. She showed me her NAS, and I, I, I you know, I wasn't thinking about ever doing that for myself. But once I saw it, I thought it was a really good solution. And uh, <laughs> oh man, you're killing me, man! I can't even think about what else to write on this page. <laughs> Whew, I got okay. you a big NAS. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Editors, cinematographers, color grading, audio, mixing engineer. Shoot, I mean, animator, Late, composer. Lately, if it's a passion project or anything that I can get somebody on, somebody just dedicated to taking behind the scene photos. You know, I was going to write that down too. Lately, just because it's it's twofold. It's like, you know, you get some, some dope photos. You get to actually document the process of what you're doing. Nice. Yeah, and then you can also kind of get an idea of 
someone's eye at least i wouldn't say their quality of work because i mean oh, i don't care taking bts photos isn't like necessarily like straight up I'm, you know focusing on quality all the time but you can get a good idea of what their eye is like what they're looking for well, so it might be a good area to coach we're shooting whoever's taking we're this. shooting that we're go- starting shooting on that short film uh, i told you about uh for giano he has we're doing a um Oh yeah, is that this Saturday? No, no, no. It's actually not Saturday at all. We're shooting on Tuesday night. Um, or this Tuesday. Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to be there. Okay. Um, I won't actually. Get, I'm gonna I, get you the footage. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll get you the footage the next day. But um, no, it's not. Don't even rush it to me that fast. Okay, fine. Um, I'll tell you why. All right, all right give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> Go. I want to get somebody on there who just shoots different photos behind the scenes. Like, if I could get a film photographer back there, I would do it. Or somebody who does like just weird types of photography. I'm just into that crap lately. Like it's behind the scenes. I want that looking grainy. I want it looking blurred. Like I, like it was shot on a 35 yeah, yeah. millimeter film yeah, camera. Some, like a film camera that has water damage. I don't. I don't care. I just want something that uh, has some style to it and has some real creative flair. If it's be, if it's behind the scenes, disposable Fuji cameras. Yeah. <laughs> throwing it way back right, so i can't um what are you gonna tell me yeah so i'm actually f- i have to fly to north carolina tomorrow work or pleasure yeah no work i gotta i gotta go up to i gotta fly for business tomorrow i'll be up in north carolina on and i'll i'm coming back thursday night so i'll be back thursday around 10 o'clock if nothing gets delayed sure sure yeah so I just found that out on on Friday. How do you feel? <laughs> I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little aggravated. Nah, you know, nah, I'm not even that aggravated. I, I, I do like going. I'm just disappointed. I, I would more say I'm disappointed as to the underlying reason. You um, going solo? No, I'm. I'm gonna end up meeting somebody there. Hold on, but are you flying solo? But, uh, I'm flying solo, but someone else is flying on a separate plane. Where? What airline? Uh, American Airlines. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. Rally? No, I'm actually flying into Charlotte. Charlotte. Hmm. Yeah. So guess, it's cool. You gotta get some good food, man. Do you take advantage of these trips? That's like the only, that's the thing I look forward to when I travel is food. Plan about how much I'm going to eat. I, I do my best, but sometimes it's just not an optimal situation. I mean, the last, last time I flew, I, I had to fly up to Michigan, which I mean, it was kind of nice. It, it was, it was an enjoyable trip, I think overall, but I mean, it's like, Depends. you're there, you're focused on Depends work. You're, you're, you're busy for like 10 hours a day. Depends who you're with man. If I'm you know, that too, it all depends. Some people, bro. I mean, they don't, they don't care what they eat, man. They'll be like, hey, they will literally be in a place for the first time in their lives and they'll be like, oh, I'm hungry. Let's go to Subway. I, or McDonald's. Yeah. That's what happened. Really? Oh, in Michigan. Yeah, that was like the first place. We, we we landed. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, that's what happened. We landed, went to the hotel to get the room, left like 10 minutes later to go to McDonald's and then went to the client's Call office. me bougie. I've gotten into fights on trips about the importance of choosing good places to Dude, eat you gotta eat healthy man you gotta eat good food you can't just like fly to a new place and eat crap you're gonna fly to a new place 
eat at some sketchy restaurant, get food poisoning, and then you're screwed the whole time you're there. I, uh, and then you got to work through it all because you can't a, leave and come back. I was on a trip and I'm sure maybe this person will listen to this, but they got mad at me because I didn't want to stop at a place that had like, it had like, <laughs> we were literally driving in the middle of nowhere and it had like three reviews and like one and a half stars. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I got like four more days here. I got to work. And uh, if I eat in this place and I get like tremendous, tremendous food poisoning, diarrhea, up the yin yang, <laughs> like that's right for me. And also when you're in a place that's known for good food, go to some hole in the wall place, go to a mom and pop that you can find. That's just like the local town's glory. You know, I just literally yeah. go find that place. Even if it takes you 45 minutes to get there. That's my philosophy on oh, life. Yeah. But. No, I want to enjoy it, man. If I'm somewhere, yeah. I want to enjoy being. I mean, I'm not eating. Also, like for people who diet, it's fine. I've done it. I eat clean pretty much all the time. I eat clean if I can help it. But I'm not crazy. So if, I, Same. if I'm out of town <laughs> and I want to diet and I've been eating clean and I come by a place that sells Biscuits and gravy, bro. You already know. I don't even need to finish the sentence. Like, it's no, it's man. a biscuits plate, and gravy are fire. It's a plate of biscuits and gravy over eggs, man. Like, what the heck? Oh man, dude. As a kid, I used to. There used to be a cafe around here. I do that all the time. It just is all the time. What it is? <laughs> Go work out harder the next day. Go to a place, there's a milkshake. Oh, I don't really have dairy. Sorry. Give me the cookies and cream milkshake. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. Was that your uh, New York trip? Oh, my God. I ate so much in New York. I ate so much. The first trip, I got really wined and dined and spoiled. Spoiled on the first trip. Second trip, I was off to fend for myself. The wilderness. <laughs> I mean, we still ate good. I ate real, real damn good. I had, um, and we went to... We were filming in Connecticut and a university up there. And on the way back, we stopped by this famous pizza place called, I think it's called Frank Peppy's. I think it's called, they call it Peppy's. Like how the New Yorkers, okay. Connecticut people say, instead of Pepe, they say Peppy's. Frank Peppy's. And man, that was, me and Rico had shared a pizza up there. That was just ridiculous. And uh, to <laughs> let the audience in on a, Rico is a, a very good friend of mine and very good cinematographer. Anyways. Yes. So we had Frank Peppy's and then I went and met up with a friend of mine and um, me and her went out to this place called Momofoku. And if you don't know about that place, yo. Yo. <laughs> good. And then we went to Milk Bar, which is just so Momofoku is uh, Dave Chang's restaurant. Um, if you don't know who Dave Chang is, look up the show Ugly Delicious on Netflix. You'll like it, I think. Maybe. I love it. And um, it's just incredible. I had some ramen there with a pork bun meat. I don't know what it was. A pork bun? Oh, my God. It's so good. Probably. And then um, Christina Tassi, who is it, who created Milk Bar, used to work at Momofoku and she made dessert one day for family dinner because chefs do this thing where um, 
before the shift starts, they have family dinner together. Um, and so they, every, you know, the chefs cook and then she just make these bomb desserts that she used to learn how to make with her mom and her grandma and her aunt. And so she made, what is it? She made something called crack pie, I think. And you can assume why it's called crack pie because it literally will make you want it like a crackhead wants crack. It's literally <laughs> just, it's delicious. It's like this gooey pastry type. Oh my God. Flaky. And all that's in New York, right? Oh, that's Yeah, that started in New York. It's like, it feels like the best things always start in New York and go everywhere else. But um, anyways, Dave Chang is a good leader saw her and she was killing it with the desserts. I started selling it in the restaurant. It was selling out. And uh, I might be exaggerating the story, but I don't think I am. And he said pretty much to her one day, you need to leave. You need to go do your own thing and you need to grow and do your own thing. Be your, who you were meant to be. And so he supported her on that. That's what a good leader does. Straight up. Sees talent on their team and when they recognize it, they do everything in their power to help that person be the best person and to maximize that their talents are a bad leader is somebody who tries to hoard talents of your team if somebody's working on your team under you and you're their boss and you just see this remarkable talent you do everything possible to maximize that talent for them and to help them see it in themselves and then to encourage them if their calling is to go elsewhere start something done preaching that was a good point Thanks. though Good rant. Good Don't rant. Stop at every good food place you can. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look up some of those yeah. places next time I'm in New oh, York. Then get the uh, the bread pudding from Magnolia or banana pudding. I don't know what it was. God, I got the full back end <laughs> tour of a uh, back end uh, tour of um, NBC Thirty Rock. I saw Questlove rehearsing for the Fallon. The Tonight Show, <laughs> literally backstage. I was like, "And what's it? And cool. What's his face? Um, Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend, Pete Davidson. Yo, who at the SNL back hallways reek, reek of weed, reek, reek. <laughs> and they say, my friend told me it's because of him. He legit the man smokes like a. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, all right. I, I've got to. I still got to. I got to get to New York again. I miss New York and DC. I love them. Yeah. I never, I mean, I, I always love going to New York, uh, DC. I haven't been to in years, but I've been to DC a lot, at least in comparison okay. to other places. Anyways. So we're here and we're pretty much done with the video side here on this yeah. list. Um, this is what I was talking about, that it gets into the variable questions. Like number six literally just exploded, literally just exploded. Yeah. And now it's everything here, you know? Um, yeah, number six has like 30 sub items already. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but this is the process of just one thing. And this is what people yeah. tend to not notice is the people who ask you, this is what goes through video professionals' minds for the most part. You know, when you ask them, when, they, when you ask them to make you a video, people are asking us to make videos, and then you go and like there's a disagreement on the numbers that it comes down to. Because all of this takes experience to realize like what you need and what you don't need, and it comes through failure. Hopefully, it doesn't come down to failure. 
it comes down to literally <laughs> a project that you're like, oh, we could have done this. It just comes from instinct at a certain point of like what you, what you need. And so that there is a value in that and people need to pay for that. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the design story. You know the story of the guy who's like a famous designer? Yeah. Charges top dollar for his. I think it might be a she. I don't. I don't know. Anyways, he or she. Um, What's the story? Was in a meeting and they asked for a logo and he. Yeah, I don't know who drew the logo on a napkin and said, "This is your logo." Why that? That's it. Yeah. Like, we're paid this much for that. Like for you to do that, spend that little time. He's like, you don't understand is. What you're paying for are the 30 years of toil and hard work that it took for me to be able to do what I just did on that piece of paper. <laughs> you know, I actually did hear that story once before. I, think, I love the story. Chris Doe told that story. Yeah, that's, that sounds like someone I would have heard it from. Shout out to Chris Doe. Not, not face-to-face or anything, but he's pretty awesome. Chris Doe? Yeah. I yeah, love, I love, love his that. content. Very, very good content. If you want good creative, um, creative production design content, top the best. Honestly, the best on the internet right now. It's probably the future, and it's led by that guy named Chris Doe and a couple others, but he's the best out of all of them. Um, Chris Doe. I mean, Ben Burns is good too. I like Ben Burns, but Chris Doe is a better um, teacher. He knows how to communicate his ideas yeah. better. I love you, Ben. I bought your little. How to close a something or other, but Chris, Chris is the um, he's the exodia when it comes to teaching. Your reference. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm out on that one. I I never got into Yu-Gi-Oh or. Oh, personally, my Pokemon. opinion. By the way, you might like Anything Ben like Burns more than Chris Doe, but the way Chris Doe resonates, uh, the way Chris Doe does, what he. Does, <laughs> the way does the dough. what Chris Doe does <laughs> <laughs> really resonates with me. All right, man. You want to let's wind this down? I feel like right now we've got a good spot to jump onto something else. I saw it. You want to jump onto yeah, yeah. to another task? Photography. I don't want to do anything else in this document. <laughs> you giving up already? <laughs> I'm done. I mean, look, look I'm good to. Uh, end up on video production and we pick up on something else another day. Okay, that's fine. I think we can start on photography yeah, yeah. next time. It's neighboring. Yeah, because we've already, we've already been breaking our rules and recording this whenever we... So this document is not subject to the normal rules of this podcast. In fact, I didn't even know that we would be releasing this document. Yeah, neither did I until we sat down today and we were like, hey, let's record the, the, the next session oh shoot this was the scheduled one now we have to release them both yeah <laughs> giving away all of our secrets hey i mean if if someone's that passionate to listen to this they deserve it power to them man i mean yeah i mean you should deserve you, you deserve to take away some information from this you give false i'm just kidding um oh man I, i'm good to end up here and uh, we can chat about other things for a bit. Turn it off, turn All off right. the work helmet. I'm going to have to start up. Right, I'm, I'm good to, good to shut this off for now. 
called Tarantino's so, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this week. What about in Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have no idea what you're talking about. Tarantino's. Um, oh, you saw the, how was the movie? Don't give me any spoilers, but how was the movie? It was good. I'm not just saying it because Tarantino directed it, but it was good. I'd put it up there. My favorite film he's ever done is Inglorious Bastards. I almost watched that tonight, actually. It's on Netflix, I think, apparently. Now. What you looking at me for? You haven't watched Inglorious Bastards? Remember what I said? No, no, no. I, I have seen it before. I almost watched it oh, again, again tonight. Again. Yeah, I ended up watching most of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> It's just amazing. All right, back, back to the movie. To Tell me. Watch it. I was uh, hanging out with someone today, and uh, they were going through the Netflix thing, and I saw it again, and I was like, "Oh, I should rewatch Monty Python." Um, Dude, it's hilarious. I, I, you know, I saw it once, and I did laugh, but I want to rewatch it <clears throat> just to like really appreciate it. Low key, great, funny movie. If you you appreciate that type of humor, Airplane. Have you seen Airplane? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> airplane. I find airplane funnier than Monty Python. Okay. Like in, in the sense of like the, oh man, that movie is so quick. Everything that happens is just so quick. It's ridiculous. All right. I'll have to put that on my list. That's the next one. Oh yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood was great. And, um, it was really, up there and glorious bastards is probably one i would put once upon a time in hollywood two and then i'd put django three i'm not big on his reservoir dogs might be four pulp fiction has all like the it has all of the clout but pulp, pulp fiction is not one of my favorites jackie brown is not one of my favorites of his Kill Bill is up there. Kill Bill might be ahead of Kill Bill is Kill good. Bill might be ahead of Reservoir Dogs, but I do like Reservoir Dogs a lot. Every once in a while, I'll do that line. Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? Have I seen it? Uh, yeah, I have. It was a while ago, though. The guy's dying in the backseat. Bloody as can be. I don't remember too much of it. Mr. Brown was his name. His name's like Mr. Something. You're not gonna die. Say, say you're not gonna die. Say it. <laughs> um, and then the ear getting cut off scene. That's a good scene. But anyways, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was great. Just watching Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, the camaraderie together, dude, I can watch that all day. It's they're so good at what they do, and the characters complement each other so well. And they've never been in a film together. Low key, like my two favorite. I mean, they're up there in the list of actors that. It doesn't matter what they're in. Leo more so than Brad. You just go, if he's in it, you just go watch it. No questions asked. You just get to the theater and you watch it. Brad Pitt's done a couple of the last few years that I've missed out on. Like, I haven't seen Allied. Um, but usually I, I apply that rule to Brad Pitt as well. Anyways, the movie's good. It's a timepiece love story to LA. It's just great. And then if you know Tarantino, you know he has this propensity to um, create history in his own imagination. So that's always great too. Especially when it relates to this film. So but yeah, I enjoyed it. 
Now, is this one I need to go see in? Uh, yes, you have to watch this in theaters. In okay, okay. No, I I literally just looked up uh, Quentin Tarantino on IMDb uh, just to see if there's anything else he's working on. Apparently, one more film. He announced that he's working on Kill Bill Volume Three. I yeah, there was already three Kill Bills. I don't know. Yeah, there's, I yeah, should, there's, uh, it's it's uh, it's got your girl Zendaya in it. No, fam. Oh, there is no Kill Bill. Why did I think there's a Kill? Yeah. In it, I don't know. You know, I kind of thought it was too. There, it was too. But Are you sure about that? That's why I had to click on it. But your girl Zendaya's in it. Nikki Bell. Where did you see this? Just look at on IMDb. I love her. literally I go love literally so go on IMDb. Type in Quentin Tarantino. It's like the second thing uh, for writer. It says um, characters. I don't know. But I mean, it, it's announced. I don't know if you say so Zendaya. I'm, I'm assuming. Zendaya. I say Zendaya. Zendaya? I what said she Zendaya. Real question. Anyways, Zendaya, Zendaya, whatever you want to call her. Beautiful. And talented. Jesus. <laughs> Man, triple threat. She throws a triple threat. <laughs> oh, man. Any other interesting events this week? Interesting events this week. I've been on a movie binge lately. Been on a movie binge. I've seen a ton of movies in the last, like, Two weeks. What you been watching? Oh, Lawrence of Arabia, finally. It's an epic. I don't even know how to say where I feel about it, but it's great and it's weird. Weird good. Like it's weirdly good acting. God, Peter O'Toole. He does something just for that time, like the kind of things he was trying to do with the character he was playing. It was kind of disturbing in, in a lot of ways. Like they went into some stuff in that movie that I wasn't expecting for them to go. You know, Lawrence of Arabia was the movie that made Steven Spielberg fall in love with film. I think he watched it like eight times while it was in theaters when it came out. But he's old enough that he saw it when it was in theaters. Um, <laughs> and one day, some kids gonna say that about me. But um, not that I'm putting myself in. You know, whatever. I don't need to explain. Anyways, it's okay. You're not really dating. One day, well, yeah. One day, somebody would be like, "Damn, he's old." So, glorious bastards in theaters. <laughs> Anyways, um, thought like eight times in theaters. Peter O'Toole plays that role like to a T. It's just, ridiculous. and he's the one who plays Lawrence of Arabia. So, just this odd element of pretty much the theme of Lawrence of Arabia is, "Who are you?" Kind of like who is this guy? And there's a couple of times where, specifically one time, they just say, "Who are you?" And he has this shot on his face that's phenomenal, so good, so character driven, and he's interesting, and he's just an anti-hero type of starts as the hero, and then you know sees himself turn into a different person that he didn't think he was. Anyways. Good film. I saw, yeah, I saw not, the greatest. Not movie. not to cut you off or anything, but I just gotta I just gotta say I was looking at this and, and I've got to jump in. We're not crazy. There has been Kill Bill Volume One, <laughs> Kill Bill Volume Two, but then the third Kill Bill movie was Kill Bill: The Whole Bloody Affair. Now there's going to be a Volume Three. 
So there was a third movie. It just wasn't volume three. Did Tarantino That's do why it? we're so confused. So we're not crazy here. So did Tarantino actually do that though? Yes, he did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. It's on, it's on his list. See, that's weird. Weird. It's very weird. I, I was throwing, when I read that, I'm like, wait, it's already out like a while ago. No, but it's not. Personally, I don't think he should do another Kill Bill as his next movie. But maybe he is. Oh, crap. It's because what? Kill Bill 3 is going to be the little girl. Oh, I forgot about that. So that's that's going to be Zendaya then, right? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think his next, okay, what his else next film watch? needs to have uh, Travolta. <laughs> Travolta needs to be. Oh, I, I don't like that guy. <laughs> don't hate on the Travolta. I'm not, I'm not hating on him. <clears throat> Look, man, Travolta's great. He needs to have Samuel L. He needs Travolta. He needs his, if this is truly his last film, he needs all of his main people. He needs Dude. some of his Reservoir Dogs cast, his, the originals. Mm. He needs um, Samuel. He needs John. He needs his main character. He needs Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's already been like in two or three of his films. <clears throat> I have to argue DiCaprio's got to be in there. He's been in, he's been in two films already. You got to bring in, uh, what's his face? Uh, Christoph Waltz. Got to bring him in. You got to bring in Uma Thurman. Got to bring Uma Thurman in. Absolutely. I mean, if Uma Thurman's not in, you got to rage. Everybody, look, if it's his actual last film, everybody and their mother as an actor will be begging to be in the film. They'll do it for free. They'll do it for pennies. I'll it's like Jonah, Hill, oh, like Jonah yeah. Hill did for Wolf of Wall Street. He got paid like a pittance compared to what he could have been paid. Um, <laughs> you know, there was no budget for him. So he's like, I'll do it just to work with Scorsese. And it goes to that philosophy. Hmm. Some people have enough promise. You got to eat dirt and take the opportunity sometimes. Yeah. <clears throat> Good business advice too sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently he's making another Django movie. Django Zorro. No. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure... It that's he's the one working, working on that. Jared. Or did I just find that from? No, wait, no, that's not him, is it? No, he's working with. No, it is. It's it's literally the first he's working thing with somebody that's going to create that. Yeah, I can't tell if it's is it just a comic or is it like a? That's got to be a comic. Yeah, it's a comic. Out of in a weird movie, man. I don't want him to make his last film. I want him to just make films until he dies. Pretty much. Someone <laughs> like him, someone like him. He probably will. Someone like him cannot stop creating. It's just, it is what it is. So. This is passion, man. I mean, when, when I, when I retire and I'm old, I'm still going to be working, man. Not, not because I have to, at least I hope not because I have to, but because I love it. Likewise. It's the goal really to do something that you love so much that you never have to retire from it. Yeah. All right, so other movies I saw. I saw the movie Tolkien, about the author of Lord of the Rings. 
Okay. I saw The Great Escape with Steve McQueen. Very joyful movie until the end. Um, <laughs> what else I saw? I saw Venom. That was a background movie. I was just doing a bunch of other stuff while watching Venom. Crappy. But um, but Tom Hardy's good. Okay. I feel like Tom Hardy has a real hard time with choosing what accent he wants when he acts. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, I'm still a big Tom Hardy fan. Well, I got into the show The Boys on Amazon about it's the, the dark, boys. the dark tale. It's the dark telling of a, of a world with superheroes that are just all the worst types of people you could imagine. <laughs> you yeah, they're terrible. But then you have this group called The Boys that are just trying to kill all of them. Which is pretty great. Um, you just need Amazon Prime for that, yeah. right? Okay, then I'll have to watch that. What else did I watch this week? Over the last couple of weeks, I saw Chaplin with Robert Downey. Okay. I saw... I'm missing several other films. You've got me beat already. I think this week I've watched half of Monty Python. I don't know. I've just been... Got, I've gotten into... I'll tell you right now everything I've watched. He's going to pull up your history. Yeah. I saw... I saw the Avengers. I saw, remember, I went on that Robert Downey thing. Um, yeah, I remember. You I saw Iron, about that Iron Man 3. I saw Jackie Brown of Tarantino. I saw okay. The Wedding Guest with uh, Dev Patel. Good movie. I saw the first Iron Man. This is not all this week, by the way. I've seen this over a couple of weeks. I saw Before, oh, okay. Before Sunrise. A little bit less than I thought I watched. And then Magnolia. Did I watch Magnolia? I did watch Magnolia. That movie's crazy. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, the ending of that movie is just absurd. You need to watch Magnolia and tell me what you think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me uh let me put that on my notes. Yeah, watch Magnolia. Good luck. But that's it, man. All right. My cap. We can end the podcast here. I did a bunch of other things this week, but plan out content for next week's podcast and talk yeah. about some more personal. Yeah, I had a, I had, I had one. I mean, most of my week was just was packed with work and listening to random podcasts and whatnot. But one, one other random thing that happened this week was I ended up, uh. I ended up doing video switching over at a, a coastal this oh, week. Oh yeah, how was that, man? Yeah, I, I mean it. It wasn't bad. It was. It was just. I don't know. I wasn't really planning to do anything, but it kind of got sucked into it somehow. It wasn't bad. I mean, there's there's still definitely room for for improvement over there. Um, that's your new, uh, new. But they're not. They're not blind. That's your new church. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's that's where I was a long time. That's where I was. We talked about it, I think, in the first podcast a little bit. That's where I was um, before I had to quit because of the job that ended up being on Sundays instead of Thursdays. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. yeah so it was interesting, but I mean, it was, it was fun. I, I enjoy working on live productions. I must say, I kind of miss that. I kind of miss the 
the little bit of adrenaline that comes with just there is a bit of knowing that there's a few hundred people or thousands of people watching or you know maybe they're not knowingly watching but basically watching everything you're doing i sometimes wonder if i'll ever do it again i'll tell you this um if i could strictly focus on the video side of it i would be i would be cool with doing it or you know even planning like the production itself um, i like that too i actually did video switching not this weekend but last weekend just because i did it for so long and i just stepped in on a saturday service and i was <laughs> like i'll take over for you because i that's literally exactly what i did i stepped in on uh this past yeah. well technically tonight's sunday night so yesterday's night service i told my friend jonathan who was used to be my associate there who i you know i he used to be a volunteer before that and i got him for to take the job i pretty much recruited him to work there and uh i stepped in on a saturday and i was like want me to do switcher i'll do switcher and you go to camera too so he went to the main camera and it took me a minute to remember like the the flow of things but it came back pretty quick but it's, yeah, it's like it's riding fun. a bike man it's I, I feel like you and i have both done live production for so long it's just like I haven't touched a video switcher, man. In like two, I want to say like two or three years now. It's been a while, but like, no, for, you just look at it for like ten seconds, and it's like, oh, yep, okay, all right, I'm back. Just, it hasn't been that long for me. It's been a few few months, February, but now it's Saturday. I also stepped in for the. It's been, it's been a couple of years. I stepped for in for the play. So it's when you do those plays, man. That's when it gets like, whew, that's where the adrenaline hits you when you're in charge doesn't hit me as much oh, i just yeah. did camera operating it's cake, cake. <laughs> camera operating is just easy breezy compared to when you're calling the shots on the switcher oh yeah the one thing that annoys me the most though is when you're you're calling and you're, you're queuing someone up to be ready and it's just like you still see the camera shaking oh. you're like dude i've got to cut to something no, camera shaking or how about if they're too slow to get to the shot well, there's that. I would rather. I, I no, feel like no, I would rather wouldn't. it be. No, well, actually, no. The shake is always terrible. You need at least the one shake is thing. the worst, man. I mean, because if you're just slow getting to a shot, I feel like a lot of people will mistake that for just like, oh, they're they're panning. It's like a camera movement. Like they yeah, won't really think about it. Bad. But if if you're just like obviously shaking, it's just not good. Uh, man, since I had to work with volunteers, some of them are naturals, and some of them are just. I mean, just, they don't ever, they never get it. It's just never like, no, you say pan left to right. They pan right to left. (laughs) Dude, that just happened to me. I'm like pan from stage right to stage left. And he goes the opposite direction. I'm like, what are you doing? More understandable. Well, when when I say left to right, I'm talking about our perspective. Well, that's, you cannot, I know, but that's, that's the problem though. It's like, okay, well, did he meet in stage, right? Or did he just mean all right? Yeah, or tilt? That as tilt up, nothing. Just nothing. They, they do nothing. Tilt up. <laughs> or how about that? You got all three cameras are all in a close up. They're like, all right, someone, oh. someone, get me a Y. If you see a close up nah. on screen, get me a medium. Do the, the O'Reilly. I've we'll got to. I've always got to have a camera locked wide. I, I I feel like you should always have. I mean, this is probably not like a one size fits all thing, but I feel like it's a very good idea to have one camera locked wide at all times. That way you always have a safety. Sometimes 
It depends. If you have three skilled camera ops and they can all like beautifully oh, dance good. amongst each other, but if not, then your center camera has to be your consistent camera. Yeah. And the left and right gotta be close in, close out, whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, I gotta, I gotta finish. Well, start packing for flying out tomorrow. I'm flying out like two o'clock, so I gotta leave at noon. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. But any last words? Well, hopefully not my last words. But um, it was a good podcast. Um, more business related. We'll actually yeah. plan some content for next week. We'll actually do some planning and talk about some specific things not related to business yeah let's switch it up i'm gonna be stuck in a hotel room so let's oh, you'll be uh, there all week me I'm, I'm gonna be there well I'll, I'll be there monday night and then i'll be busy tuesday wednesday thursday but i'm flying out thursday night so i'll, I'll be i'll be cooped up tomorrow night tuesday night and wednesday okay night. so you have time to plan is what you're saying okay cool, 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 cool. yeah i have time to plan but you but you're shooting tuesday i'm gonna have a busy week this is gonna be a very busy week for me this is gonna be a, a funky week, man. <laughs> We're gonna have to grind, grind for that uh, plan for the next podcast. But all right, it's yeah, we'll just talk about some events that happen. We'll talk about some movies. We'll talk about some TV shows. We'll yeah, talk some random stuff. Talk politics. We'll talk everything. You know, if you do end up shooting Tuesday, I I think it would be very interesting to hear uh, a a fresh experience of the shoot that you that you're gonna be doing. We'll do like a like like a retrospective. Cool. Oh, shall that might be that might be a good idea. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay, so potential spoiler right there. <laughs> there we go. That's 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 one thing we're going to talk about, and then um, I'll give you my movie reviews. Also, I'm sure I'll watch like three or more movies this week. I'll I'll try and watch like an episode of a TV show or something, so I can say I watch something. Oh, I'm just I'm probably going to watch something right now. So. But uh. <laughs> All right, man. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. This has been the Midnight Exchange. Uh, go ahead and if you, well, if you want to go to our website, it's themidnightexchange.com. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at T-H-E-M-E podcast. So that's theme podcast. It, it stands for the Midnight Exchange. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Midnight Exchange. Uh, and then if you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at podcast at the midnight exchange.com. So thanks for tuning right. in. Have a good week. Thank you. Have a good one.